Three, two, one. Hey, what's going on guys? It's Hoxness here, back with another video. Now, this video is gonna be pretty much totally different from anything that I've done in a very long time. This is actually gonna be season two of The Nest. Season one, we did actually interview Powerbang as well as Ducky the Gamer. Then we took a long time off. I mean, like probably, I think like a year <laughs> since, since I've done this, but we're returning back with season two. And as you can tell, we have easily our biggest guest ever right now with Iferg. I'm sure most of you guys know. If you know me, I'm sure you definitely know Iferg. We're, we've been playing the exact same game since since our West. Well, you started with Clash Royale, or did oh, you do yeah. something before Clash that? Royale. Started with Clash Royale for sure. Did that's like two years ago now. Yeah, when I know. Started that. playing Rules of Survival. I know facts. That's so actually, so crazy. I kind of want to start with that. So you started with Clash Royale, but is that like the the first thing that you really uploaded? You know what I mean? Like I know Clash Royale was where you began your YouTube career, but where was yeah. the first time that you really like started like making videos? Because I remember you made videos on like Modern Warfare two or three, yeah. as well as like Minecraft, right? Well, I would I wouldn't be the person recording in Modern Warfare two, but the first clips of me on the internet are on Modern Warfare two of me like yeah. trick shotting and stuff way back in, I think it was 2011 was the first clip where you can see me like sniping in a 1v1 or whatever. Back so you were I like 12, right? Oh yeah, I was like 11 or 12. All yeah. I wanted to do was join FaZe and that was it. <laughs> Bro, I remember those days, like when everyone had FaZe in their name and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I was OG. Still like that now, but we don't experience it as much as because we don't watch them like we used to, or we don't watch those guys. Yeah. It's like different characters now instead of Apex, Rain, and all those guys. It's like sway via swag nick mercs all of those dudes instead yeah so back when you played modern warfare 2 or so like what was your very first cod was it mw2 or was it before that uh, it would have been call of duty 3 on the ps3 it was like the last call of duty i no. Yeah, it was the first call of duty that went on the ps3 was call of duty 3 and i got it so with the ps3 did you play halo before that or was cod your first shooter yeah. Okay. No, I played I played Call of Duty 3, but I always wanted an Xbox to play Halo because my friend around the corner um, had an Xbox and always played Halo. We always played with each other. Then my parents eventually gave in to getting me that Xbox, went back to Halo for like, I'd say it must have been like three or four months, maybe. And then Modern Warfare 2 came out and I never touched Halo again. It was just, I'm sorry, Halo. But I lo I'll always love Halo, but Modern Warfare 2. Yeah, yeah I was like the exact same way back then. I like had i couldn't really play cod but i watched a ton of it and i'd go to my friend's house and play it but none of my friends had xboxes so the only way i could like do anything with that was watch videos <laughs> on it so i always wanted an xbox and then i played it yeah. at like my cousins for a bit and i didn't like it as much as as cod i don't know i didn't like the the theme as much i guess i like the the boots on the ground type deal yeah halo like halo 3 you couldn't sprint either so really? imagine walking around in call of duty not being able yeah to no i can't i can't imagine like that. that's it just it felt so 2d once i got my hands on modern warfare 2 it yeah. felt like it was just it was a past game at that point so yeah facts. straight over to cod isn't there a new halo coming pretty soon yeah halo infinite i'm not sure infinite. if i'll get it but i probably will do you think they'll have a br or not yeah i think they i think they canceled it or they rescheduled it to include a really good br in it because if you if you release a shooter game now and you don't have a br in it what's the point in having the, the shooter game in the first place like it's, yeah facts. BR is so big now it's everywhere yeah. Bro, I honestly thought BR was on like a downward trend, and when I heard COD was adding a, a BR, I thought it wouldn't work. I thought people just wouldn't enjoy it. But honestly, Warzone yeah. is like the best BR I've ever played, which is crazy yeah. that it keeps getting revolutionized. Because like they added the Gulag, they added like, but like they added a ton of different stuff that I just I don't think anyone thought of really, which was insane. They added uh, like today season six I think came out, and they added a train going underground. You know, there was a train yeah, on the yeah. top. 
Mm-hmm. They added the underground thing, and apparently oh, you can't even fight. Yeah, you can't fight in the oh, train. So if you hop in, you're not allowed to shoot. I think that that's what I've seen, but I haven't watched it yet. I was actually huh. just watching Courage play before we uh, started the call. Wait, when did this the season dropped? Yeah, last night. Oh, dude, I'm like an addict, and I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a bad player. Jeez. I'm pretty sure they added the R700 sniper rifle as well. They added two guns. So like, it was a new battle pass and everything. There was loads of stuff. Dude, I need. I don't even play it, but I knew. <laughs> That's crazy. You know it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I just want Warzone Mobile. That's like all I want at this oh, point. Oh man, I wonder what's coming. Dude, if it was crossplay. Oh, oh yeah. Facts, facts. All right. So back to back to when you started. I kind of want to know. So have you always been a, a competitor? Like when you were playing Halo, when you were playing COD, like were you competing in any capacity, or was it just like really, really casual? I always like. I think everyone who has ever competed in their life will have the same story. They're like playing with friends. They want to be the best with their friends. And then when they just completely obliterate them all, they like move up to the next tier. And it's like they're versing everyone in each public match game, trying to be the best player ever in those games. And then after that, they go to the little ladder tournaments where there's 100 and 200 bucks on the line, dude. And you're playing your hardest. And then by the end, you're you're in like a tier one organization playing like we were with Cloud9, just (laughs) destroying people. Yeah. But I think I think everyone has the same story. They start kicking their asses or they kicking their friends' asses and then they move up and up and up and up and up until they reach the top. Yeah, for sure. I honestly like my my story was kind of weird. Like I didn't do anything competitive until Cloud9. Like I literally like yeah. most people compete for like 6 years and then they're like don't even join an org. Like some people will make it to that point. I did like no competitive and then I was on one of the biggest orgs ever. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't even get to dip your toes in the water. No, you dude, just, it was weird. Points from the deep end. Yeah, yeah. So, in terms of like making videos, like who? Okay, actually, take a step back. So, what kind of YouTubers would you watch back in the day? Like when you're playing COD, when you're playing uh, like really any games, and when you were watching those those creators, did you think like I want to do YouTube, or was it for a really long time just you watching it and then eventually you making that decision, or did you always kind of want to do it and you just didn't really know how to start? Mm, I always wanted to do it because when I used to watch the fears people trick shotting, I always wanted to record and be able to do what they were doing and post it online. Cause this was back when nobody was making any money. It was all mm. just about like, we really enjoy playing call of duty and we want to showcase all of these cool tricks or whatever. But mm-hmm. I could never like, I could never, I never had the balls to ask my parents to buy me a laptop and uh, what it was back there. Then it was like an HD hd pvr i think it was called a hapog pvr is what it was called i never had the balls to ask them to like get me that so i never came around to really pushing to uh to trick shot as much as possible which i I, now obviously where we can see where it's at today i wish i did but that's i ever since i seen phase i always wanted to be a youtuber and then another one as well back then would have been syndicate project and he was doing all of these like zombies records and all this kind of stuff. I was so into that. Yeah. But those were like the main two probably that I watched that I was, I was like, these guys are cool. I'd love to do what they're doing, but I never started back then. I, I started, I started really posting Clash Royale. Bro, it was so hard back in the day too. Cause like, I remember okay. I tried to make Minecraft videos and the only way I could do it was like, I took my, my parents' camera and like stuck it in a cup and recorded <laughs> the screen, like screen recording you had to pay for. There wasn't like OBS for free or anything like that. If you wanted to do like your PS4, PS3, like that was hard. Like all that's yeah. like making content was so much more difficult than nowadays. All you need is like a cheap iPhone 
and like yeah oh yeah and like Especially obs mobile? yeah mobile was like impossible <laughs> you had to like jailbreak your device that was yeah. the only way and now it's like you can stream just using just, an app yep yep which is crazy like it's so easy to, the accessibility to stream and be popular in a mobile game is like it the, the barrier to entry is nothing now no fact yeah, i know that's why you see so many people on trovo yeah this is, this is not sponsored in any way but dude, there's so many people because it, it's so easy though. yeah yeah like so many people and then you go onto youtube and there's only the big dogs it's only the big people that stream on youtube and everyone else is on trovo but the real question is is it like other than maybe getting some money and gifted subs and all that kind of stuff Will it be worth it for those small people to stay on there? Or I think if I was them, I'd want to be multi-streaming on the YouTube as oh, well. Oh, I mean, so you know I mean? the interesting thing about that is like, I think for the people streaming from one device, they don't really have that option to multi-stream. Yeah. But I know what you mean 100%. Like if you can do that, you should absolutely do that. Because like Trovo could be another mixer, 100%. Like it, it could true, be, yeah. it really depends on the, the, the decisions that they make, which sucks as a creator because then you're kind of at the mercy of the platform. Whereas I with agree. like YouTube or I guess Twitch in a way, Twitch is a little bit different, but with YouTube specifically your success is based on you right now because the chance of youtube dying or, or anything like that in the next i mean at least <laughs> probably next decade happen. or two yeah exactly there's, there's no zero way chance. it's gonna happen it's like, just too evolved yeah if you if you start your career now and you're going at it every single day putting time in and really trying to improve by the time that youtube becomes dead in 10 years like you're gonna be a multi-millionaire anyway so you're not even gonna care yeah you're gonna be like oh it's over i can dip and then you just go on with the rest of your life yeah, and if you, like, did it well, you hopefully diversified to all different platforms yeah. and built up your audience. Like, there's been, like, platform different things for people to have, like, a brand in, in yeah. history. You know what I mean? There's been actors and all that, and a lot of them have been able to transition to other things. Like, some people will be popular on, like, a TV show and really big on that, and they're able to successfully transform their their brand into different shows or other platforms like oh, actually yeah. some of the craziest people that i know have ever like transformed their their content from one source to another is like you know joji he went yeah, from joji, doing yeah. dude it's he, insane he was like a massive yeah, youtuber and then he went to I music joji. the pink guy yeah the pink I, guy yeah, dude, yeah. dude his I, played his, insane. I played his stuff on stream and i got a freaking copyright my stream got taken down it just I, got taken down like midstream i was playing his videos like they don't allow you to react to the videos or play them. Like, they're just oh, there oh. set in time. You, the only way you can view them is if you go to his channel. You're not allowed to react to them, do anything like that. Because I did it on stream, and they just took my stream down. Wait, wait, it was wait. like three minutes in. So to, like, the... Are you talking about Joji or Pink Guy? Like, Pink Guy Pink videos. Guy. Wait, so is Pink that because, like, they're too inappropriate? or just Yeah, they're, like, way over actually, TOS. No, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't taken them down yet, then. You know See, what I mean? Like, person. I was, yeah, exactly. I was, I had, why did I... Why did this happen? That makes no sense, dude. I don't understand yeah. that decision. I agree. It annoyed me. Or one I think is probably one of the biggest guys who's who's been able to transfer over loads of different places even before social media is uh, The Rock. He was, was oh, he a oh, WWE yep. wrestler yep. or whatever, and then he yeah. transferred over, and now he does social media. So he's like, he's got his hands in every bag. You yeah. know what I mean? That's Eggs facts. in all the baskets. Rogan kind of too, because Rogan's been like, oh, yeah. I think MME, he did Fear Factor. His podcast is the biggest podcast in the world. It's all these fighters that do stuff. John Cena too. He's kind of, I think, does John Cena do stuff outside of like fighting? Because I know he's like yeah, massive. He's been in the movie. Yeah. He's been oh, in a okay. couple movies for sure. Yeah. Fighters do it pretty well too. Um, okay. Yeah. So the next thing I want to figure out here, when, at, at what point did you actually think YouTube could be a, not just a career, but like 
I guess, I guess a career, but also something that could be big for you. You know what I mean? Like your main source of everything, not just like a side hustle or even just something for fun. At what point yeah. was it like, this is what I want to do? Um, well, I always wanted to do it, but I realized that could. I was going to yeah. take, yeah, that I was going to take the leap of faith in March of 2018. I was on, I don't know if you have it over there, but we have like Easter break. It's like spring break. We had spring break yeah. in March that year. So we had it early. And I think I was around, I just hit maybe 20K and we went on this like Easter break for two weeks. And I said, if I hit 40K by the end of this two weeks, even like, dude, when I think about that now of hitting 40K. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I was like, if I hit 40K, I'm dipping. I'm never going back. And then by the end of the two weeks, I hit 60K and I was like, yep, I'm not telling anyone, but I'm leaving. And I just never went back. And then I think it was two months later when I got that big first paycheck, I showed it to my mom explained to her that i hadn't been going to school for the past two months and then just said yep this is this is life now so and i just went for it was that clash royale or ros that was ros ros, ROS. how, how yeah. big did you get to on cr uh like, like 15 10k no like Low. 13 i think i think it was like 13.5 okay and then you went from 13.5 to the end of ross or i guess the start of cod was like two 220 i think yeah Around i think there. it was 220 yeah yeah and the then, craziest part is is like before you hit that like peak you're always at your lowest like before i got big in rules of survival i was at my lowest ever since i started cr and then it was just bloop, and then like yeah. rules or rules of survival i think i gained like 220 subs in the month of september and then in october i gained 220,000. Like next the next month, which is in a thousand percent increase. Oh, so you're saying? Like oh, so you're saying? So it took you like two years to get to two twenty, and then it took you a month to double it, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like bro, just, that's insane. It's there's so much that goes there. It's such a mindset. Like you could have such a bad month on YouTube, and then the next month you don't even know it could be the best month of your life ever Facts. on the platform. Facts. You don't yeah. even know what's coming. You just yeah. gotta keep uploading, pretty much. Yeah, I feel like you'll see people like go and start to do pretty good. I've kind of talked about this before, but if you go in the mindset of like you're growing and then you have one down month, it's going to continue that downward spiral. If you stay in the mindset of like that month, you have to continue like going because a lot of people will get like a terrible month and just think, okay, my channel's dying. I'm going to (laughs) quit. Whereas like you have to keep going and then like, and it'll continue to grow if you keep that consistency. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's literally what happened to me with COD because the first month was insane. Like everyone was talking about me and their thing. And I was getting messages from all these orgs and stuff. And then by December, it was down. I was only gaining, what, 40,000 a month, 40,000 subs or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, we really went hard in trying to diversify my content to be just kind of n- unique. And nobody really did the style that I did, at least for the editing-wise. Mm-hmm. And then once we did that and we created kind of like a... I wouldn't say it's even a niche. It's just a different way to consume and produce content for the viewer. So it, as soon as we did that, it just went way back up again for the views and subs, which I was super happy about. At what month did you actually like surpass the first month, like October when the game first came out? What, what was for, the next month that you views? passed it? Yeah, on like the main channel for now. Ooh, it probably was like October. No, or April. April sense, or. Yeah may yeah it would be april or may for sure because it was one of those two months when the 1v1s came out mm-hmm. and i did loads of 1v1s against my subs on those months and then once i seen those banging off and i see because they were really like nobody did those. those back in the day you know what i yeah. mean like, nobody really did those bobby does them a little bit here and there now but they really started popping off so i really went in and tried to do different things outside of ranked rather than just strictly 
do ranked for this, get the nuke with this gun, this is the most OP weapon, best gun, all those kind of videos. Because yeah. they still bang, but they're just not as fun. They're not yeah. like creatively, they don't creatively drive me to make top five videos all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, facts. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. The 1v1 yeah. stuff. Yeah, I remember watching like all of those. Was that, I remember there was this one with a girl, I forgot her name. She was from, oh, I was like, begin her, with an ass. Maybe she had a boyfriend that like told her to play co- or told her she watches you. I think oh, I yeah, that was that a one. nook time. That was a yeah. nook time. Yeah, I yeah, remember her. Uh, began with R. I can't remember her name though. She was blonde. Yeah, I do remember How her. I didn't know she was blonde. Oh, profile picture. Yeah, profile picture. Oh, she okay. was blonde. Yeah. Soon. Soon. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. What was the best and worst decision you've ever made for your channel? And do you regret that worst decision? Or do you think it helped you actually like move forward and, and get to where you are today? Because I mean, obviously, most like bad decisions end up being a learning experience. Do you think your worst decision was something that if you could go back, you change it? Or do you think it was mm. something that really set you up? I kind of think I know what you're going to say, but I want to I want to see what you have to say about it. My worst decisions are also my best decisions. Like yes, my worst. The two like. Uh, I'd say there's one that was really bad, and it was when I went to Fortnite Mobile. That's exactly what and, I was thinking. Yeah, and I just like I dominated, but I had maybe a fifth or sixth of the viewers or whatever that I had previously, and then I came back with Cloud Nine, and then through the Cloud Nine process, I went to Cyber Hunter for a couple of weeks, got number one there, and then came back. But now, like when people see the resume of me being number one in like four different games, it's kind of like a I'm going to subscribe to this guy because he's been in all these different games. It's it's like a respect thing where people yeah. are like, oh, so it's not just this game that this guy has been really good at. He's He's been that it's, guy for a while. It's literally a resume. <laughs> yeah. Like when you switch to different games. When you played Cyber Hunter, did that impact your channel negatively? I'm trying to think back when we when we played it yeah. here and there. I don't think that really hurt because like the, the viewership not carried pretty much. decently. Yeah, it was actually not that bad. And then... Mm. I killed quite a few YouTubers and used them for clickbait, like people do yeah. with me. And it, yeah, and I just got views. So yeah. <laughs> it was like Bobby versus Ferg or like Greg versus Ferg, all that kind of stuff. That was such a short-lived game. <laughs> that was, was legit, like, really fun. Too. I know. I actually I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I think yeah. if that was like instead of Ross, like Ross didn't exist and that game existed, I think it would have had a lot more success than both of the games. You know what I mean? And the render distance was insane. I was watching one of my videos last that. night on Cyber Hunter, and you could snipe literally across the map. It was so good. Yeah. distance was uncharted territory for mobile back then yeah facts that's one thing that's terrible about mobile is like they always kind of have to <laughs> pander to like the the worst devices so they have to yeah. limit a lot of things that are pretty important uh, in gameplay is the br like that in cod mobile i don't play it too much i don't know yeah Not sure. it's the thing about it like it doesn't even matter that the render distance would be far in cod mobile because once you get past 20 meters you can kill them anyway you know oh, what I mean? Like, like the bullet velocity so and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, there's it's trash. there's so much wrong with long distance fighting in that game that yeah, it's just it's not good. But close range is really fun. I yeah. like BR on it; it's fun. But they need to fix the long range for sure. It just needs to be like Warzone. Just switch, take third person out, give us a new map or something. Did I say third person? Yeah, yeah. take third person out, give us a new map, oh, okay. and then uh, give us a UAV. Like I've been saying for the past two months, I need a UAV yeah. to beat, beat all these kill records, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Trying to get 50 kills, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. If they could just like kind of port Warzone like into the BR in some way, that'd be dope. Oh, yeah. So what I about the, be the best decision, too? Like the best thing you've ever done for your channel? I think that one's also kind of easy, but there might be a just, few. Yeah, well, Fortnite and Cyber Hunter are great, but 
preparation and like the 12 to 16 hours a day i put into cod mobile in the beta like nobody was doing that you know nobody (laughs) yo for all the subscribers that have never heard me swear nobody was doing that shit all right i was (laughs) the only person doing that shit (laughs) nobody else was i was sitting there all day all night just playing i didn't even stream it sometimes to like 40 viewers did just grinding in the beta like every single one the australian the indian the canadian and just as soon as it came out i was prepared ready to go and oh that was the best preparation i've ever done in my life i've never prepared for something so much ever yeah because i remember talking to you knowing that this game was going to blow up i knew that it was going to be the next big thing yeah bro i feel like like as soon as cod mobile dropped it was like the only people that had kind of prepared, like some people eased into it and grew over time, like Noah, yeah. Bobby, like they grinded their Bobby asses off sure, and grew yeah. over time. But like right when the game dropped, like you and I, I feel like you, you definitely did it 100% better. But like I did a, a couple different videos on like best settings, best sensitivities, and I made those before the game dropped and I just had them ready to go. Yeah, like that yeah, was I my remember. preparation. <laughs> and then as soon as the game dropped, you were number one, right? In the leaderboards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like as soon as it dropped. Like I don't think people quite understand like how genius that was. Like you guaranteed yeah. yourself a spot in like uh, yeah, the, num- exactly. the number one spot you know what i mean and it's still like transferred to today mm-hmm. like all those people that watched me back then are still with me now even though i haven't been number one coming up on a year now was when i was number one for season one but those guys are still watching me and they still are really engaged just because i did that for that short period of time where i just 16 hours a day every single day of my life what was the the last season you were in number one was that three or four of something like that mm, well, i actually know of ranked to be two yeah i was thinking of like yeah, battle pass. Was, yeah. Oh, i forget two. the battle pass and ranked are like not really lined up yeah and the uh the like the other thing about the season one one was that there was like an xp token leaderboard as well and so oh, everyone yeah, would yeah. look at the ranked one and then they go down and look at the xp one and see that i was on top because I got so many points straight away. Yeah. It means that I could go and play the public match um, game modes, which was like so easy. And I just killed Stack all these balls. Yeah. Yeah. To get on top of that leaderboard as well. So I was number one in both leaderboards. So no matter where you went in the game, when it came to multiplayer, like my name was there. My YouTube was promoted. YT at the end. All that stuff. It's funny how many people like clown on the YT and TTV thing, but it's such, yeah, like I, I clown it's on it all the time. <laughs> it's so smart though. Like, well, I'm not not yeah, smart because yeah. it's obvious now, but like it's such yeah. an effective tool to get people to tune in, especially if you're yeah. on leaderboards or anything like that. I can't. I don't like, dude. When I look at Warzone leaderboards and CTTV, I instantly go watch because I just want to know like what are they doing that I'm not doing. Yeah, like yeah. that's the kind of the the thing that they provide to me. You know what I mean? I'm getting something out of that. That's I also funny. Like season one. I switched my name at the I switched my name, I think it was day one of season one because I knew well it was just before season one, I changed it from Ferg to iFergYT. And then the next person who done it, icon I think, Yeah, the, the next yeah, the YouTube icon. And the next yep. person who did it was Jokester. He did it next. And then by like season two, there was like five people in the top ten who had like the thing YT. And now if you go on to it, it's like every <laughs> single person in the top 100 has YT in their name or Trovo or Facts. something like advertising anything to like get clout. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> nice. They know yeah. what's going on. Dude, I literally think at the beginning, people thought it was like this like, like kind of cringy thing. Like, oh, you have YT in your name. Now it's to yeah. the point where it's like, you gotta, you know what I mean? Like that landscape yep. totally changed. If it, like, if the game has leaderboards and you're number one you need to capitalize on that 100 percent. like all the time you need to be pushing that that you're number one i did i think i uploaded maybe 10 15 videos with number one ranked player in the title just because i knew that at the start of the game everyone wants to see who uh, like is the top player in the game and stuff yeah 
It's honestly like a free billboard, which is also funny because you oh, literally exactly. had a billboard. Like, yeah, that I was. A... I don't think people know that. Yeah, like not very many people know that. I have yeah. a bill. I had a billboard in Ross for like two or three months. Do you want to explain that? It was in the game, dude. It was right, there forever. So it was a what? It was there forever. Yeah, it was there. I did. By the time it was removed, I'd already quit. I was playing COD Mobile all the time. That's so funny. They, they have a removed. billboard of a player that doesn't even play their game. Yeah, anymore. that doesn't play the game anymore at all. But it was just like. Was that for the Ross MVP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for the Ross MVP. Yeah, you won that and you got the Vector and the Billboard, right? Oh, yeah. I got the Vector first skin. So pretty much me and Hawks both had our own character skins in a previous game. And then because I won a MVP tournament, I got a Vector first skin. And then there was like billboards all around the main BR map in Rules of Survival. And it would have my little logo with, uh, I think it was iFerg and then a YouTube logo beside it or yeah. something like that. that it's like iFerg YT like, in the game. Yeah. And then it said MVP Ross, I think. I think that's what it said below it. But yeah, that was super cool. Like when yeah. I think about that now, it's not that cool. But I if I looked at it before it happened, I'd be like, "He's, I've got my own billboard in a game." You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it's, damn, like it's legit a piece of history. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you remember that? Yeah, it's super sick. It's another thing to add onto the resume as well, I guess. Yeah, facts. You should get that like that billboard printed out and put somewhere. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Just like tip it in the back, like a plaque, like the plagues. Yeah, exactly, bro. That's still that's so insane. You have three. Are you coming up on? F- well, you have four, don't you? Or three? I haven't uploaded on clips, but if I upload one more video, it'll go to 100k. It's like like 96. Like yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, it's like right there. Yeah, I want to. I don't know if I want to do clips though. I might change that to like a different channel, like an IRL channel or just something different, like like a vlog type clip. Yeah. What if it was like just loot like your name? Yeah, I could change it to something like super Fergie personal. Or, yeah. Just I just I don't know if I want it to be clips anymore. Yeah. I, feel I like really it, enjoyed that. Like every time I saw one, I think I watched it. Dude, yeah, my mom like, watched it. Like I'm not kidding you. I would like my mom would like de- like send me a screenshot and be like, because if if I was in it or anything like that, and yeah. she'd like ask questions or something, or be like, <laughs> dude, she like legit watched the channel. Like I had her phone one time and it like showed like you on a recommended and stuff all the time because she just See, watched you so much. It's good because it's like short little three minute clips of exactly. just random stuff that people would want to know about. But yeah, I don't it's kind of like what I was saying before with like the Joe Rogan clips and the impulsive clips. Yeah, it's like exactly just quick, like. like easy and digestible content that people yeah. can get like more information about. That's where I got it from. I just copied Joe Rogan clips. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, <laughs> it, it's up. genius. All right. So th- this is a tough question. You got to think about this one. Right uh-huh. now, you only get to choose one for the rest of your career, and I think I'll know. I think I know what you're gonna say, but streams or videos. Uh, if you had to take take one, is streaming's a more intimate experience with the viewer. Yeah, it's true. But VOD content, like video, is just so much more widely received. Like, there's so much more more diverse. people looking to watch videos rather than watch streams. So it'll probably be videos. Even though I really like streaming, it would probably be videos. Yeah, I also think the the potential of videos is so much higher because like yeah. stream, like you can. There's definitely things you can do to upgrade a stream, like as you're planning on doing. But like, there's a point where it just is going to be really tough because everything is live and there's like yeah. it gets really difficult. Whereas videos, you could do like insane vlogs, spend a month on it, and it's like this crazy thing yeah. or something. I agree. Like the potential is massive. Like you can make a movie. You can't really do exactly. that. Exactly. You make a documentary. Yeah, exactly. Out of it. The only thing that you could do with a stream is really make it like a live show, which is exactly. what we're talking about. Dr. Disrespect does and what I'm going to be trying to do is to really make it into something that's just 
it doesn't feel like you're just sitting down and you're and you're watching a gamer it feels like you're sitting down and watching something that is meant to be consumed like it's there for viewing purposes whereas when you watch these other streamers it's kind of just like you're watching someone play games you know what i mean which is fun i like watching people play games i play games all the time but i want to watch something that's engaging that's interesting that has me excited like challenges or like a certain way to do this or something that keeps me engaged throughout the whole stream or something that's different so do you want- I like the show aspect so one thing that people criticize about like reality TV and television and stuff, well, not, not television because mm-hmm. it's obviously fake. Like it's meant to be this piece of art that is not real. But like with yeah. reality TV, a lot of people criticize it because it's this scripted thing that is supposed to, it just doesn't really work. So when you're trying yeah, to yeah. do this, are you trying to maintain that really real aspect where you can connect with viewers and everything is super authentic yeah. and mix that along with super high production and, and make it a show because like obviously doc is is fake like that's his persona yeah, he's going yeah, a different route fake, yeah. he's not meant to be super authentic because that's not what his brand is are you trying to maintain that authenticity where you're totally true and or not true but like connecting with your viewers you know what i'm saying yes yeah, so the thing that i have envisioned for it is if i want to have like an honest day i want to be myself it will be a 13 plus stream i'm allowed to swear i can do whatever i want 13 plus will be in the title to make sure the parents know that their kids shouldn't be watching it all that good stuff yeah and that'll be the that'll be a 100 authentic version of look fergie like who i am playing games raging running around the room getting really mad if i do bad or just screaming at people like being a little bit of ego here and there you know what i mean like (laughs) that kind of vibe but then it'll be i wanted i want to add characters so Funny that I have this up here. We were actually talking about this in the in the uh, group chat, me, you, and Hot. I wanted wanted to be different characters. So this is this cap would represent like a goofy Ferg. Some day, like some days, I just want to come on. I don't want to play ranked. I don't want to play hardcore battle royale. I just want to chill and have fun and be goofy. So how I envision it is, when I move to the new house, right behind the green screen with my setup will be a clothes rack. I'm feeling different for the day. If I want to be goofy, I'll get this cap. I'll get the clothes that resemble goofiness and I'll go and stream with them. If I want to resemble an egotistical cocky maniac, <laughs> I'll get my Ferginator outfit on. I'll get ready to dominate and I'll get into that kind of personality or that character. And then if I just want to be Ferg or just want to be Luke Fergie, I'll just dress how I'm dressing right now and be, and be chilling. So that it will be an honest thing that you'll, you'll be able to see if it's really me or if it's a character that I'm playing, which to be honest, will show parts of me but they will be enhanced you know what i mean it will show like yeah. sometimes i'm egotistical so like an exaggerated past, I was. version was it so like an exaggerated version like what yeah it will be extreme yeah. is of a certain exactly side. that makes sense yeah. exactly an exaggerated person or yeah, of a personality trait that i actually have yeah for sure yeah and i'm excited sense. i'm super excited for that that's why i'm taking it to like a different level than doc because you know I'm really inspired by Doc. I've talked about it on my stream countless times of like I'm trying to combine Ninja, Shroud, and Doc into one mobile stream. But the thing with the thing with Doc is that he only has like his vertical is super niche. Like it's just Doc. If I yeah. could expand that to have multiple different personalities while also maintaining my own self mm-hmm. rather than being like brainwashed into like all these different ones, I think that would be really, really good, interesting content. And like I said. It is also different like every single day there'll be different challenges for different characters all that kind of stuff so it keeps people engaged interested in viewing and you'll be able to see who i'm playing by the title in the thumbnail of the stream for that day so if you really like this character if you really want to experience like this high-paced 
gameplay. You can go in for Furgonator. If you're just wanting to chill, you had a bad day at the office or a bad day at school, people were shouting at, at you and you see Goofy Ferg streaming, I'm going to hop into that. Or if you're, you just want some advice or some like, you want to feel like you're with the streamer like the normal streamers are, and you just see it's Luke Fergie streaming, then you'll click on that one. Yeah. So pertaining to that, so obviously you're trying to create different characters. And also another, another thing you've done that's pretty similar is create different channels, which is for different kind yeah. of purposes in a way. At yeah. what point do you think it becomes you spreading yourself too thin? Like, do you think there's a certain line you have to ride where you're not spreading yourself too thin and you're also not keeping yourself too too tight in one spot? You know what I mean? Is there something you're trying to do to kind of avoid that? Like, obviously, you're not going to create 10, 10 channels. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where's that, that boundary where you're trying not to cross? See, that's like, I feel like I crossed that with the Clips channel when I was doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Like I would upload, it doesn't even sound like a lot of work, but I would upload, no, I, I get the thumbnail and everything organized for the Clips channel as well, which doesn't sound like a lot. But It, was, it wasn't fully that, autonomous. What? Right? It wasn't fully autonomous. Like it yeah, wasn't it this wasn't, thing that you just didn't yeah. touch. You still had to be very involved in that process. Yeah, I had to be way involved. In my opinion, I don't think there's any way, at least on YouTube, that you can spread yourself too thin because- really? Like you see all of these Fortnite moments channels and they, they all used to get like 100, 200, 300, 400, a million views, just taking clips from Twitch streamers and throwing them. And there was like thousands of these channels doing it back yeah, in the day. Thanks. So as long as you have it, the way CWA said it before, Clash with Ash, if you don't know who he is, he plays Clash Royale. He said it, it's all about how you package content. As long as people who see the channel name know what they're getting into when they click that channel, they will be happy with the content. As long yeah. as it's... There is like a strict line that you can see, oh, the plays channel is for BR and stream highlights. I'm going to subscribe to that because I like BR and stream highlights. Oh, the main channel, high quality, well-produced, highly over-edited videos. Yoink, I'm subscribing to that. Clips channel, I want to see what Ferg's doing or what he has life advice on. I'm going to subscribe to that. Oh, the live, give me that. I want all of this. You can really pick and diversify your options or your viewers by having multiple different channels. And that's why I just, I don't feel like the whole spread in yourself too thin thing is really like, I don't think it's an argument. I just don't see it as a, like a solid argument, especially when I first started that live streaming channel, everyone was like, Ferg, why are you not streaming on your main channel, bro? You should tell you're spreading yourself too. You made a, you made a highlights channel. You're spreading yourself. That's never going to work, dude. I don't know why you're doing that. And I just feel like the people who are always saying, don't spread yourself too thin are the same people that have never done it in the first place. You should be also, getting your advice from people who actually do it. I don't think they understand how YouTube works as well, because yeah. that's also a massive algorithm thing. Like the way exactly, yeah. I'll, I'll explain this really quickly. The way that YouTube works essentially is when videos, when someone sees your thumbnail and your title, if they don't click it, then that's bad for that video specifically, as well as your channel, because then your click through yep. rate goes down. So the more you do videos that your subscribers don't want to see, that's it hurts your your future videos more and more and more. That'll continue to stack. So if you're doing a bunch of different type of things on your channel, playing a bunch of different games, then if you have your COD Mobile viewers and they see Fortnite Mobile videos, they're not going to click that, which is going to mean YouTube won't suggest your videos to them as more. So if you can categorize yep. your content in a very specific way, that means the people that subscribe for one channel will be there for that type of content, meaning your click-through rate will go up. So like Fergus Donnie has his main channel, which has a specific type of content and then his plays channel specific type of content live stream channel specific type like the subs for each channel are there for that type of content so yep. it's really important not to so that's why a lot of people have a, a tough time switching games or playing multiple games and we'll just literally make a new channel for a new game that way that channel doesn't have the risk of destroying their main channel it's 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 a lot safer of a route 
I feel like YouTube, it's a lot harder to be a variety streamer on YouTube just yes. because of the click-through rate. Whereas in Twitch, like you stream there for years and people are just used to you streaming, so they'll watch you anyway. Like there's yeah. no it won't affect you if they don't watch you for one day. They'll yeah. come back the next day. There's no like click-through rate to push your stream because there's no discoverability on that platform in the first place, like there is on YouTube. So the ability to grow on YouTube is much better, but the ability to de- decrease that growth is just, it's rapid. I actually kind of think like, I don't know if there's stats on this, but I feel like the audience retention of YouTube versus Twitch, I feel like Twitch would have like a lot higher average view time yep. per session. You oh, know what 100%. I mean? Like so much 100%. higher. YouTube is such a fast, quick, like, feed, I agree. you know what I mean? That's like, why I want to change quick. into those like characters and challenges because I feel like if I do that, and it's always this fast paced action every single stream, like four hours, I could do it maybe four times a week and every single stream has like a schedule a setup to keep people engaged the whole way through Mm -hmm. i think the algorithm would really start to favor me if i can push the watch time up because the click-through rate's already pretty good but Mm -hmm. my average watch time is only like seven minutes on Mm -hmm. a stream on a stream so you're trying to get it more dense like just something that's never never boring Mm -hmm. never dull yeah yeah exactly or if if i like needs to be engaging so you know when you sit there and you're raging and you're swearing and you're just going nuts yes yes i want that to be more interactive so like for example in this big like room that i was explaining to you in the middle of it there'll be like a treadmill a cycling thing and then a punching bag instead of me just sitting there like a pissed off little kid it seems like uh, <laughs> he's like expel or anything like that like he sucks i'm just gonna get up and start punching the punching bag and then that's gonna be something that i feel personally will engage people because it's something different. Like who has ever switched screens in the middle of them raging, go up, punch the punching bag, get all the rage and anger out of them and then sat back down again to recover into the stream. I just like, there's just so many possibilities with having a big space. Okay. Fair fair warning with that. Don't break your fingers because a lot of people break their fingers punching that. Yeah. Be careful. careful. I'll probably start (laughs) off with the treadmill first. That'd be so, so would you want to like switch cameras to have like a like a, a treadmill like like a, a a gym camera or would it be along the lines of like you just see, see you in the, what do you think what i'm thinking is the room will be set up like this as soon as you enter the room the left side my pc and my setup behind it there's a green screen to the side of it there's another green screen so that i can walk up and go into like a trophy case room purpose city anything like that yeah. behind those green screens in its own little compartment there'll be the treadmill the cycling machine and the punching bag right but then behind those facing away from the camera, there'll be green screens. So I'm going to put these treadmills, these cycling things, this punching bag into a gym that is like photorealistic. Like the way I was showing you the intro and stuff, I show you yeah. some of the screenshots. So that's that's what it's going to be like. So you won't get to see the actual room because it will be boring. It's just going to be green screen stuff everywhere. It won't be exciting to see, but you'll be able to, we'll be able to transfer ourselves into like Purpose City or anything like that and really take it to the next level. <laughs> dude that's gonna be you have to do a tour of that room at some point like uh, a full, oh yeah i'll do a room tour and stuff house tour all that like, that'd be stuff. gnarly i'm like trying to picture that how, do, how, do you know how many excited. square feet it is like that that room uh i can't remember i'll i'll try and get it for you i'm not right. sure but it's pretty big it's like um legit like a, a studio yeah it's it's i think it's like you know the room we had in the top of the LA house? Yeah. It's like that room, but instead oh. of having the bathroom at the back, it's like opened. Yeah. So it's just all, it's like that big, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So I think we have like eh, 25 minutes, roughly. So Sounds good. I kind of want to fast chop some questions real quick. All right. All right. Speed round. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Speed round. 
what's the most important factor when trying to grow a brand on social media or content? So like, you know, anything related to social media. Uniqueness One key thing. and consistency. Yeah, I totally agree. Setting yourself apart. Like we said before, like when COD Mobile came out, I'd say preparation too. Preparation is pretty important. Yeah. So like when COD Mobile came out, there was things that people needed and me and Ferg were ready to offer that and be unique. So like Ferg wanted to be number one. Like that's nobody else is going to be number one. That's unique. You know what I mean? And then the, the stuff that I did was like not as much unique as, as much as it was like serving a purpose of like what people want to see. It was see. serving the consumers. What yeah, they, exactly. Like everyone needs tips and tricks as soon yeah. as a game comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I 100% agree. It's, it's just for me personally, like you have to be unique, but there's like you want to think outside of the box, but there's a bigger box you kind of want to stay within. Like you have to be able to get people to click and get people to watch. And when they watch, mm-hmm. they you want to offer something unique. But you don't want to go so like crazy. You still want to see what works. You know what I mean? You have to mix yeah. in what with what works and what's creative and experimental and and have a balance of both in a way. Because it's going to be really hard to find success just doing this stuff that like just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's so creative that it doesn't make sense in a way. Yeah, It's, it's kind of hard to explain. kind of sounds wrong. But I, the way I'm picturing it is a little bit different than I think the way I said it. Anyway, so speed around. Uh, who do you look up to gaming or not gaming? And how does that inspiration apply to what you're doing? Um, gaming. Like I said, Ninja Dark Shride. They're like the trifecta trio of like really solid streamers that you could really get inspired by. Yeah. So, quick question, actually. Done. What is what is it about Ninja for you? Because I, I get the I like Shroud his, and Dark. I like his personality. I like the way he is. Okay. He's just funny. He just like some people hate him, but he's just an honest guy. Like yeah. if he rages or if he gets mad, he'll fight back. You know what I mean? It's not like he's putting yeah. up a like a screen to where he's not toxic because of how big he is anymore you know what i mean he yeah. just doesn't care he's just being him he did That's have a period like of time where he, he did that though like when he was in the initial yep. blow up a lot of people were like ninjas mm-hmm. changed ninjas changed when he, yeah. he kind of realized he has to like revert back to being that like kind of unprofessional character that he was but it was he an interesting spot himself. for him yeah exactly mm-hmm. and then in terms of mm-hmm. not gaming is there anyone that like like you don't necessarily i guess look up to not idolize but like are inspired by and see um, something you could cr- carry over into your own content or life or anything yeah, like that. Of course, I've said this on stream a couple of times, and a lot of people like they dislike me for it. But I like Logan Paul, and I like his like Maverick do a different movement movement because if I didn't do it different and I didn't drop out of school to pursue my dreams and try and follow my purpose, I wouldn't be where I was today. You yeah. know what I mean? If I didn't see that and like he was always like, "Didn't the universe do it different?" I was like, "Holy shit, let's do it different!" And then I did it different, and now I'm here. So I always like. And it's actually really cool now because I talk to Logan every once in a while, like maybe every couple of weeks. And I'm like, damn, this is sick. <laughs> Bro, it's crazy how that evolves. Like when you think back on like way back in the day, the people that you would watch and then when they become your peers. Isn't there a quote? I think you, you put a quote like that. I know become your rivals. Yeah. Well, there's another one. It's like, oh, shoot, I can't remember it. It's that one. But there's another one that's like work until done. It. I don't remember if I find it. I'll probably put it on the screen or something like that. All right, sounds good. Next one. Where do you see mobile in five years in NA in Europe? And where do you see yourself fitting into that role of mobile? Do you think it's going to be able to reach that Asian level where it's very mainstream? People are like lands are everywhere. People just treat it as this 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 unit and this mainstream thing. Or do you think it still will continue to kind of be an underlying thing? And also, again, where do you see yourself fitting into that mold? Mm, Not that mold, I don't like I think it's going to take more than five years for the stigma of like mobile in EU and NA to really 
dissolve. But as far as like the Asian audience goes, we still have a massive like untapped Indian market that are just getting internet and just getting like That's their true. mobile phones and their smartphones and stuff. And then me and you have never experienced playing a game where there's a large Brazilian audience. You know what I mean? Have you seen That's those facts. guys on Free Fire, like 100k viewers, and the game looks like it's a 2D Rocket League kind of thing? Like, it's so weird. I wonder... There's so many more people playing that. I don't know about Brazil's main... So, I know... That, I think it's Portuguese is what they speak. It's yeah, that it's or Portuguese, Spanish. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know how a lot of places will have... Like, we talked about this before. Most places, English is either the first or second language. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most people can speak English because it's just kind of, it's not the world language, but it's very close to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. In Brazil, close. I don't know if many people speak English, which makes yeah, it so that the only so. creators they watch are their own, you know, their yeah, own Brazilian They people. only watch Brazilian creators. I agree. Exactly. 100%. I think they speak Portuguese or Spanish and those languages are very similar. So yeah. So it'd be really, really hard to, it'd be really hard to tap into that kind of, that, that those viewers, because it would take a cultural change for them to really be able to would. branch outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, I totally agree. It's insane what like Free Fire and those games like pull number wise. Like the viewership I, is insane, so high. <laughs> yeah, dude. like when I when we say insane, it's insane. It's like millions and millions. It's insane. Yeah. It's like a hundred k concurrent. It's, it's bigger than a lot of the English top streamers that you would watch on a daily basis. Yeah, if you guys want to know more about that, look up the organization Loud. I, their YouTube is either just Loud or oh, yeah, loud, Go yeah. Loud. They pull more views than like Phase. If you think Phase is big, go check out Loud. And Loud only has like one area. Phase reaches out to everywhere that speaks speaks English. You know what I mean? Europe, America. Like Loud is just Brazil, and they're pulling bigger numbers than Phase. It's insane. All yeah. right, next one. What's the worst part of content creation? Like the one thing that just you just hate about it? Streaming, YouTube, anything, content creation. There's no, there's no breaks. Like yeah, if you have right. like a bad day, like you can't take a day off. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Because if I don't stream for a day or if I don't upload twice a day, then people will be like, why didn't you upload or why didn't you do this? Or when's the next video coming? And if you open up your phone, it's just a constant like it's loads of questions of people asking. And then there'll be people disappointed. Like I said on my stream, like if little Timmy sitting there at like 10 p.m. in the Philippines and he's waiting for that video to be uploaded and it doesn't come out on the correct time because of some reason, maybe like a sponsorship thing needs approval or the editing's been slow or I just woke up late. Like little Timmy's going to go to bed sad that I haven't yeah. uploaded a freaking video and, and that sucks. So so what's the reason? There's no days off or there's no like there's no break. I need to stream. I need to upload all that stuff every day. So what's the reason for not doing something where it's like, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. You know what I mean? You have a schedule for these days yeah. and these days can be your rest days. Is there a reason for not doing that? Or is it more so this grind mentality where you don't feel comfortable taking those days off because you just can't yeah, yeah. relax because you're not doing what you want to be doing? Or is there a specific reason when it comes to like YouTube? Yeah, nah, it's like a double-edged sword. So if I don't do anything for the day, I feel like I feel so shit. It's like, oh, uh, it's it feels like I haven't fulfilled my purpose for the day and then I go to bed unhappy that I haven't like done it you know would what you mean? see the benefit though all i want getting... to do is get to the like i just want to get to the top i want to get up to like the 10 million area and just be like yeah i made it you know what i mean and then yeah. all the teachers that said when i was sitting playing on my phone in the back of class playing clash royale and all that stuff like i can just go back into school and be like yep i did it you know what yeah. i mean they always used to say you waste the time all that kind of stuff and anyone i feel like i want to do it for myself and then i want to prove everyone that ever said that i couldn't wrong so anytime that i like take a day off i'm like bro i'm not doing it why are you not doing it and it's just a constant cycle in my head of like why are you not putting in 100 of your effort and that's another reason why i don't have a girlfriend it's like 
dude, that's so much time that we could have just be spent on YouTube or spent on content creation that would go to the girl. Not right. a chance. All right. So say right now, there's this like perfect girl, like everything you'd want in a person like came up to you. I, I don't know. I don't know how you guys would meet because I don't think you leave the house, but say that happened. <laughs> would you like, would you date her or would you say, no, I just can't right now. Or do you think you, you'd kind of give in and, and have to do that? And if so, oh, do you man. think that perfect girl would be someone that would be able to perfectly support what you're doing in terms of content creation? Like, what would that look like? Or is this just something you, you can't do for the next foreseeable future, like next five years or uh-huh. whatever? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I've never had, like, the perfect girl that came into my life and swept me off my feet. So I just, I don't know, maybe. That's a difficult question because I've not experienced it. You what do you know think I mean? it would I'm look like? Ex- what, what do you think the perfect girl, like, what would you want to maintain your career and have a relationship? What would have to be, like, what would that have to look like for you? I think this wouldn't be, like, a perfect scenario, but it would be a scenario that would be fun. Would be if we were on a similar level of, like, because obviously with YouTube and stuff, people treat you different, especially now that I'm at a period where it's, like, it's really noticeable when you go onto my social medias that I like do this as a living where everything's verified. Yeah. Like, my true. YouTube channels all have hundreds of thousands or a million subscribers. Like I'd want to find someone that's kind of in a similar area as me. So it wouldn't like, I wouldn't have that constant thing in the back of my mind. Are they only here because they want clout? Are they only here because they want money? You know, that's, that kind yeah. of question that you'd ask yourself. And, um, but the perfect scenario would probably be if they were in a, the similar scenario where what, what if it was the in, opposite? So, like, they didn't have Twitter. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have anything like that. Oh, if they had nothing, then that would be sick. I think that would be they better like, than having someone your yeah, size. Oh, that would, I would, oh, my God, yeah, that would be awesome. But that's just, like, <laughs> that it's just so doesn't tough. happen anymore. Yeah. I think Nate's girl is kind of like that. Nate Shot's girl? Yeah. Because she has, she like, is, a Twitter. Yeah. Like, I, I think he tagged her one time. She has, like, her thing is locked and has, like, a thousand yeah, it's followers. private. Tweets are protected, yeah. and then her Instagram's private. Exactly. So he got, he lucked out with that for sure. Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent all the way. So you, do you think you did a content creator though? That was your, roughly your size. Yeah. If she was the right. Yeah, one. I would. Cause then it would feel like instead of the way it is now where it feels like you're doing it alone every day, it would feel like you're it. Like that's what I think. Yeah. You're in it like a team. You're in it together. You're pushing each other to the limits to make sure that, um, these are getting the stuff done. And then at the end of the day, you have someone to like talk about how it went with and that's, yeah. like to really relate your life to with. I think it would be great to be dating a content creator for sure. Yeah. I think it'd be really dope to like date like someone that's very creative too in what they do. That's always pushing you to expand what you're doing. Yep. And you're pushing them. Oh, 100%. And then you can work together to do that kind of stuff. That'd be yeah. incredible. All right, so this actually kind of ties back to what we were talking about, about like the worst part of content creation, like the, the no breaks part. So do you think the head down 18 hour a day grind mentality, do you think that's the right kind of mentality? Or is that the right mentality at the start? Like, what do you think that applies? And when should you be having that kind of mentality? Or is it unsustainable and, and will lead to burnout and you should do something else? I don't, I don't think there is a right mentality when it comes to youtube content i don't think there's a right mentality when it comes to anything in life it's just how much time are you willing to put in to achieve what you want to get if that makes sense like if i want to sit here and put 12 hours a day every single day seven days a week to get to where i want to get i'm gonna do it and if somebody says that it's not right or somebody says that it's terrible and you shouldn't be doing that then that's their opinion it's Mm -hmm. my life i can do whatever whatever i want and I really don't see there being like a right thing as far as burnout goes. Dude, I've been in burnout for like two months. Like I've been just sitting in like this place of just, uh, and that's why I quit ranked for so long. I didn't want to play it. Cause it was just so steel. 
getting into a ranked game every single day and like, oh, bro, I've done everything in ranked. Like I've been number one. I've got two nukes in the same game like three times now. Like I've did everything there is to do in ranked. So playing it all day, every day really burnt me out. And I've just been like that for the past two months. But still wake up every day and do it. <laughs> yeah. I think what you've done has been really smart that very few people have done. Like pretty much most successful people in the world do this. They outsource the things that they don't want to do so that they can oh, yeah. focus on the things that they do want to do. You know what I mean? I've yeah. done this terribly personally, but it's it's something that you pulled off very well. Like you talked about this in Eclipse video, like your investment back into your content has been like unprecedented. Like you don't see anyone in mobile doing that at all right now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's like getting those editors. Nobody else was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to that, that unique thing as well. It's just like expanding it and doing something that people don't see, but you know, there's a market for it in a way. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, all it is, is like, it's so easy for me to see it. Cause I get, you can see the future of where mobile's going with high PC and console games are right now. The yeah, way I, I explain it to my friends is with Call of Duty Mobile, we have an audience that has never, ever experienced Call of Duty before the way me and you did growing up when we had consoles and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like, the Asian audience didn't buy consoles. Like nobody in India has consoles. They all just play on their mobile phone and stuff. So for them to experience Call of Duty for the first time and for you to have this backlog of just everything been, you know that's worked in the past to just come right to the front of your mind like it's available there and you just made it accessible because of this game it just yeah. makes everything so easy so even though like hiring editors was a very risky investment like it's tens of thousands of dollars a month i'm throwing into edit and animation all this stuff with the upcoming third 2.0 stream stuff even though i invest in all of that money I just I know it's gonna work like I know like it's such a cocky attitude but I know that all of this is gonna work and I know like you said five years from now I'm still gonna be sitting not in the same seat but in the same situation where I'm continuing to try and elevate to the level that everyone is at on like PC or whatever yeah that's what I was saying before about like the bigger box and smaller box is like you see this stuff that's outside of the box but there's still this major one that you, you see and you know it works. You know what I mean? Like Doc yeah, is this yeah. major box, mobile is this little box. You're outside of that, but you still see what works and what you're – that's the smart exactly. way to approach it is mixing the two essentially. All right. On the, the topic of esports a little bit because I just – I don't think a lot of people necessarily know how this happened. You might have done a clips video, but just in case. How did yeah. you end up joining Cloud9? Because obviously if you guys don't know, Cloud9 is a tier one organization and me and Ferg were together on Cloud9 for a little while. I actually ended up being on Cloud9 because of Ferg, which he'll probably explain soon. But um, how did you end up joining Cloud9? And for upcoming esports players or creators that want to join an organization, what kind of advice would you give them? Um. So... I was friends with the C9 Clash Royale team. How'd that happen really quickly? Because that's an important aspect is becoming like networking and building up these these relationships. Um, so I played Clash Royale and I uploaded YouTube videos on Clash Royale. I even did some like news videos where I would like cover different news things in Clash Royale. Um, and I uploaded it for maybe like three, four, five months, maybe. I think it was around five months. And I got to know a lot of the pros in the scene mm-hmm. and the way that Bobby plays with a lot of pros or whatever on his um, ranked streams and stuff. So on the discords with him, we played loads of games together um, and they were all in like tier one orgs. And I'd never been like in a tier one org at this point. It was like there was Cloud9, NRG, all of these like American orgs um, TSM, all of those guys. They were all in Clash Royale at this point because they just started their franchise league. Mm-hmm. And through these Clash Royale calls, somebody found a game called Rules of Survival and we all started playing it together. And 
I would play it on the iPad on this exact same desk with all these Clash Royale people in the same call, they would be like, you should start making videos on this instead of Clash Royale. Because at this point, I was just, I was so done with CR. I did not want to play it one bit. It was that kind of burnout mentality, except back then I had no reason or motivation to keep pushing through it. I just didn't want to do it. And I played, played Rules of Survival with like the number one, like the best Clash Royale pros on the planet. And I would like carry them to wins 24 7 because I just love playing the games. And um, obviously back then I was way more toxic <laughs> than I am now. <laughs> and it was a ton of fun. And um, around like I think it was late February, I finally decided to take that leap, take that leap of faith and um take the Clash Royale pros advice by playing Rules of Survival. And then I was still friends with them. I would still Discord call with them pretty much like every other day or whatever. And a lot of these guys are still pros, like in the scene today. They still play professionally, all that stuff. They live in LA in the LA houses or whatever during the regular season. Um, but then there was something that was coming along. I think my channel was kind of dipping. And I realized I needed capital. Like I needed money because at this point I hadn't made enough money where I could um, kind of just coast by. Like I could, right? I could just coast by for the rest of my life uploading these like mobile videos right now. I don't really elevate in the game, but back then I hadn't. Um, so I was in a call. I think it was CMC, Eric, Adam, and uh, Trainer Chris. That's his name. And they were all on Cloud9. I was talking to them about like joining orgs or whatever. And then Eric um, said to me that he would put in like a good word to Ian, who was the mobile manager for Cloud9, for me to be a content creator. Hopped in a call with Ian, discussed all that stuff. And um, but then he said he wanted me to be like a pro player or whatever. But I was not really like. I was not really feeling like being a pro player. So then I went to you and then I said, yo, like, can you like assemble a team? Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anyone in the like pro community. That's what I was like. Call. I was hosting tournaments back then too, like little community yeah, ones. That's kind of what set it up. So I like knew the entire, like everyone yeah. at that point in NA at least and Europe a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you knew way more people than, than I would have ever known. And then we hopped on the call with Ian and he made like, he asserted the fact that we were going to be pro players and not content creators. So then we needed to be on the team as well. And then I think once that was all said and done, you got Seth and Hot and Hot got A, I think was our... Yeah. No, it wasn't our fifth. Was it A or fifth? It, 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 it was A. Because he was pissed that I was the starter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's that just like bad. Good. That's just like bad, like, sportsmanship. You know what I yeah. mean? That's just, he should have just took it <laughs> and wait wait for your moment to shine and then like prove yeah, yourself exactly. in that moment because you can't control that yeah so i think one of the biggest tips for me personally with trying to get on an organization is not only focus on your skills but focus on your brand because organizations aren't going to take well sometimes they do but they're much less likely to take a risk on a player that doesn't already have a presence in something that's more marketable because you're going to be a way better, way better investment if you have something with your brand because yeah. esports orgs majorly run on sponsorships like that's how they get their funding that's how they pay the players and everything and unless you're very popular you're gonna be much much more of a risk essentially so when yeah loads of risk yeah so cloud Nine entered a game that wasn't this big wasn't putting a ton of money into the scene stuff like that so it's hard for them to justify a team but it was a lot easier when they say hey we can get these two fairly sizable creators get them on the team and then hopefully they pick up some very good pros and we can win tournaments as well they were kind of making a better decision in that way 
So if you want to if you want to get on an esports team or organization or anything like that, number one, you got to be a good player. Like you got to work on that, especially if you're going to be trying to win championships. But also work on creating your brand. Just don't, you know, get get OBS open, start streaming, do whatever you can. Social media's Instagram, Twitter clips, all that stuff. Like really focus on building that out as well. Also, like connections. Like if you're going and into calls and being super toxic to people. And making them not like you, they're never going to help you. You know what I mean? If I was yeah. never friends with the CR guys, like I would never be where I am today. Like I would have never taken their advice, played Rules of Survival, then went to Call of Duty Mobile, Fortnite Mobile, Cyber Hunter, all that stuff. And it was just because I was friends with them and we had a lot of good times together that they actually put a good word in and I got the contact with C9 in the first place. Bro, so I, feel like always... the, I, feel like, I feel like there's been times where organizations are scouting and they go to like... I mean, I don't, this sounds kind of toxic, but it's totally true. Like, I feel like there's been an organization that came to us one time and they asked if these players are good options. And we're like, nope, they're good yeah, players, no. but they are terrible for your brand. These guys are yeah. dropping the N-word in Discord chat, stuff like that. And because of that, they're, they're not going to get signed because they, yeah. for some reason, thought that would be okay and, and they could do stuff like that. So you do have to really focus on not burning bridges, maintaining your, your okay, my camera just shut off, but maintaining your personality and, and brand and everything and being professional with it you know what i mean oh yeah of course because a lot of people no, really no, yeah no org wants to play with someone that is just being super negative and toxic and aggressive or doing illegal stuff um You're especially rich. if they're a tier one org they don't want to deal with that so yeah. if they hear word like when i was trying to join orgs at the start of call of duty mobile um even though I signed with Tribe, a lot of them would still come back to me, especially when COD Mobile announced their championship stuff and ask me like about these certain players because those players would email their like contact thing and say, hey, we've got a team. We're really good. Would you like to hire us as contracted pro players for your org? And then they'd check. They'd like type in COD Mobile into YouTube and I would be the first person to come up with like five videos because I put COD Mobile in every single title that I, <laughs> that I have. And they would message me on Twitter and stuff and I would always let them know if like, this guy was bad or that guy you shouldn't pick up that guy or this dude's toxic or anything like that so even now i'm i'm at the stage where i'm out of that like i don't need it's not that i don't need connections but i don't need to rely on them anymore because i have the brand but when you're starting out if you don't have a brand and you're burning all these bridges you're gonna screw yourself over and that's why we've seen a lot of people from like rules of survival change their name when they join, COD. like yep. I don't even know half the people from Rules of Survival are in the COD community anymore because they all changed their name because they all were super toxic back then, and there's loads of logs of them like being toxic. Yeah, and the only but history I, of them is their name in Discord. Yeah. Which if they yep. change, they it, have no they face reveal, anything yeah. like that. So they just they got out of it, which was a smart move by them. To be fair, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some content creators though that have maintained their name and face and still burnt bridges. There's definitely oh, a few. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't don't do that, especially if you <laughs> if you have your face and your brand and you're trying to build something and you're just yeah. constantly trying to I mean, like, start drama with creators. The only time drama is acceptable is when it's planned. <laughs> yeah, when it's like when it's planned it's, and fixed. But yeah. even now, I'm not gonna name any names, of course. But there's people in the COD Mobile community that will like subtweet me about stuff that I don't even like care about. You know what I mean? Like oh. oh you're, this person's way different or this person's like focusing too much on this and i'm like dude let me live my own life i'm just trying to do my best chill out relax drink some water 
and be on your merry way to your own channel. You should drink your Wawa. Just, yeah, drink your Wawa, drink your coffee. <laughs> uh, shout oh, out Jake. Dude. Shout out Jake. Yeah, shout out Jake Lucky, my guy. But yeah, there's like, even now there's still people that'll burn those bridges. I just don't understand the mentality behind that. The more bridges yeah. you have, the more places you can go. Like, it makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah, facts. All right. On the on the topic of esports, well, actually, did you? Okay, yeah, we covered how you joined Cloud Nine, right? From like yeah. the networking as well as like the the steps that it took. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how did you leave Cloud Nine? I know this, but I don't think people know. Like, what was the was that a decision you made, or was that something Cloud Nine just kind of did, or or was it very intentional in in how yeah. you wanted to approach that? So it started with I didn't want to stream on Twitch because I knew that Twitch didn't have any discoverability. Especially and we had to. not from yeah, we had yeah. to stream on Twitch because they had a partnership with Twitch. Cloud Nine did. So I think I messaged, I messaged Chrissy and she couldn't get it done. And then I messaged Jack, our the, new manager, by the way, was Chrissy. Yeah, I messaged Jack, who was the CEO of Cloud Nine. And Jack, is it N N at nine uh, at, or something? at or so, a time at or something? But Jack, if you look Jack up on Twitter, you'll probably come up. Either way to him said how this was like going to hurt me substantially and stuff so i think what they did was they publicly released us from our contracts but we were still playing under the organization inside of the game we weren't then, pro players because the the twitch contract said that all your pro players need to stream on twitch so they said yes. they are no longer our pro players they're just content creators yeah. it was a weird okay. system and Sorry. then while we were still under cloud nine I realized that my worth would go up significantly because I was preparing so much for Call of Duty Mobile and I already knew like th this game was going to blow up and my worth was going to be much more than what they were paying me at the time, which was back then it was great, but now it would be like... Uh, you want to publicize I... that? I feel like we could just because people are always curious about that. I think we're allowed to. In, in Cloud9? I don't know. Yeah. If, we're, if we're allowed to, sure. Uh, I feel like we can. Would you be cool if I said it? I'll take the fall for yeah. it. Because I feel yeah, like people okay. It was like a thousand back then. We were making a thousand dollars a month, as well as it. Should we say the cut as well? I feel like that's. Oh man! It's so like I understand the cut that they took because of the risk, because it was such a yeah interesting game. Like looking back on that now, that cut it was, was such a big massive. cut. Massive. That was yeah. like. I don't even know. Are we allowed to say the cut? Are I, we allowed to say? I feel like we can because there's no contract anymore. You know, there's nothing that like binds us. Yeah, I have no idea. We'll say this so that we're not liable. It was above 45%, below 55%. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, that makes sense, yeah. So yeah, it was like yeah. a thousand a month. And then our tournament winnings were pretty much halved, you could say. Roughly. Uh, and, they, and they took that. And um, then we got some like free stuff or whatever, which was yeah. great. I still think it was worth the verification and all that. Oh, yeah. Like we got verified on Twitter and stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. And like it's, the, it's a part of the, like, like I said to you earlier about the resume. Yeah. Clyde Nine on the resume, dude. Yeah. That looks pretty good. That's a pretty good looking resume if you got Clyde Nine on there because they're. I think they're the highest. I don't personally think they are, but they're the highest valued org in the world. World currently, I still think that's Fias hands down. And um, yeah. but from like tournaments and stuff, they're considered the highest and they're one of the most well respected. So from an esports standpoint, for sure. Yeah, we still made out with the bag. Like we still got loads of money, and we would never had that team assembled unless we joined with Cloud Nine anyway. So yeah, every, it was still like it was great. It was still it was so much fun playing, and there was lots of good times, and there was the bag was secured. So it was definitely great. Yeah, I just want to make it clear really quickly. I don't think in any capacity they were scamming us or anything. I think they just had to do something like that because they were taking a risk in a game that was not in their eyes 
super safe you know like if they do a league team that's a lot different than doing some random mobile battle royale shooter game you know what i mean so i totally understand what they did and i think they balanced that kind of cut really well with the benefits they could give us with the verification and all that i think ferg and i would have got verification anyway at some point but getting it that early on was very pivotal and like you said the resume and everything so i definitely think it was it was good i just wanted to put that out there because i know people are always super curious what that looks like and what the more specifics are and so adding on to that would you ever consider doing esports again in any capacity at all? Uh, and what would <laughs> what would have to happen for you to do esports? Is there anything that like, would have to happen? Esports but, in terms of uh, like content creator esports? No, so where... so like not like a Twitch Twitch rivals type thing where it's like this. Oh, let's get these content creators and they play tourney. I'm talking like there's million dollar. Or let's say let's say COD Mobile for some reason did a hundred million dollar tournament, hundred million dollars, oh, and they said. Go ahead and make your teams. Would you would you sign up for that? Or do you think the content is just so like do you, would you try to divide that time in a specific way? Would you try to like outsource even more so that you would have time to do this? Yeah. So here's what if it was one hundred million dollars and I didn't have to go down to four fingers and play on phone, because going yeah, from six to four is so ass. Like Going from two to six, it takes a while, but you feel like you're improving. If you go from six to four, it's like a noticeable, noticeable drop off and like how much you can do in that space of time. And you need to relearn all the fingers and stuff and not having those extra two, bro, that you've been, I've been on six. I've been on eight fingers for two years now. Uh, and then I was on six now after COD Mobile release because they didn't have any double lean things. So I didn't yeah. need, need to use eight. But like, that is a struggle. Like going from something that you've been doing for the past two years and you know that it worked really well like it's it's proven in the resume that this works absolutely fantastic if you're using six fingers and it's a really weird fix six finger setup where i don't use my thumbs to move i don't use my thumbs for anything to do with like aiming or movement they're all just used for like those miscellaneous tasks my aiming and movement are both my pointer fingers because i feel like i can move my pointer fingers really well around the screen rather than the thumb because the thumb is like shorter yeah it's shorter so so when i first started when i played with two fingers i still used my indexes to like move and shoot all the time and i just i don't know man i play on the phone sometimes because i got an upcoming sponsorship with a phone company that i love and a really good phone company so i will be playing on the phone but just if i could guarantee myself that i was gonna win like two million dollars of that prize pool for ju- not the team like just me alone and i had to go to phone i would set it up in a way that i would upload every other day and instead of those videos being like the way they are now they'd be set up like how you would see laser beam lachlan those guys set up so it would feel like almost a mini event when i uploaded you know it's going to be edited really well i give my editors lots of time to make sure that it's spicy and juicy for the for the consumers to really love the video rather than now it's like an everyday process i gotta get a video out fast it needs to be a video i gotta get a video all that kind of stuff where the ideas kind of dilute and they're not as good i would make it into more of a rarity item where i upload a video instead of getting like 300k views that i get now it might get 500 600 because i only upload a certain amount of times um a week or whatever mm-hmm. and then for the stream channel like in my opinion I think if you're really going and trying to be the best team in the world, your rate of innovation and finding stuff out and getting better at the game, if you're playing all day, every day with your team, 
would be so much faster than any other team if you're streaming trying to watch you and learn from you like if they're watching you and learning from you they're not playing themselves so they're not getting team chemistry to be as good as you anyway they should be going off in their own thing and maybe if there's something that's crazy that we find out that they they didn't find out they'll hear about it through somebody else and then they'll get told but if we're innovating so fast and all these other people are trying to watch us and play catch up we're gonna win anyway so i don't feel like stopping streaming for scrims or oh, i can't stream scrims is really is really the move because you see modern warfare people stream scrims all the time yeah constant stream scrims and they won championships this year like i just i would need to be able to stream scrims i would have that like weird schedule where i'd upload not as much um and i'd need to be at least two million in the bank with using a phone to pursue it for sure yeah and I'd also I'd be signing a, another contract as well because I would be a pro. I wouldn't be a co- I wouldn't be being paid for content creation anymore. It would be as a pro as well. And then oh, with true. all of that resume of me being a pro in the past and having all of these different titles, that would be another like huge uh, revenue source for me, other than just the the prize winners, which would be really good. Yeah, true. Yeah, so that's one thing people might not get to is like so you've been on Cloud9, you've been on Tribe. Those are two I'd say fairly different organizations in how they've at least signed you. Do you want to talk mm-hmm. about how that works? Like what, what the differences are between like Tribe and Cloud9 and what that looks like for you? Like what's your reasoning for going with Cloud9 versus going with Tribe? Well, Cloud9 was... One thing I want to 9... say is like Tribe is like an agency, whereas Cloud9 is more like a, yeah. an esports, like a competitive thing. Well, Tribe, Tribe does that too, but in terms of like how we've approached it. Cloud9, because they've been around for so long, it doesn't feel like you're a part of the group as much they more focus on like league and stuff like that not really mobile more of an so, afterthought yeah yeah even though we're getting a salary and it was fun we got all these sponsored items like i still use my cloud nine chair there yeah. oh, oh no, no, no right no. there i'm on the tribe one <clears throat> that i use but fits the colors well. yeah it does <laughs> it's, it's a good chair <laughs> yeah but i i just didn't feel like cloud nine really would have appreciated me as much as maybe a smaller organization would have which is why when i was going through all the orgs and i was re-signing to an organization which i knew would be the last ever org i signed to just because i needed capital to make all these improvements and editors and all because i was always like i was ready to take that leap of faith and really put in a lot of money into this and money was was a great factor but it was definitely how involved i would be within the org and with tribe and the CEO was obviously Chief Pat, and I talked to him on like a regular basis. Like I'm, I'm pretty good friends with him, and with like the agency side of things, like I'm pretty good friends with them as well. And the people who manage the the COD Mobile team, like I talked to them every so often. To when they were when they were making the team, I was talking to them about the people in the team, telling them like how these players play, and if if this guy's toxic, what that guy's going to be like. Like with some Yeah, exactly. Like giving tips and how they should go around making the team and stuff like that and that's really why i signed with tribe the the salary um it was pretty much it was pretty much the same as all the other orgs they were all pretty much on the same um like amount i guess per month i can't say it right now because i'm still in contract and you can't say it while you're in the contract but it's a decent amount it allows me to pay some of my editors and um, money it doesn't cover like it doesn't even cover like a third of the cost of what my outgoings is but it's still like a length uh, a substantial amount of money that i can pour into content which is great and then another thing with tribe is their agency side of things is arguably the best in mobile so if you're from the mobile um i guess market or the mobile community you want to get deals and brand brand deals which will just flow in 
a lot, you probably are going to want to be with Tribe because they just have lots of contacts. Like if you see me and Hawks took a sponsorship with like CS R2, which is that really cool racing game, not sponsored or anything. This is just honest coming from the heart or whatever. Dude, it's I'm, a really good game. I've actually played it for like three days straight. Like no hashtag yeah. ad. I'm kind of addicted to it because I'm trying to get a certain car in it. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's like a, game. yeah, really good game. Or even some of these other like sponsorships, which will secure you a lump sum like free fire they give a lot of money for doing an integration or doing a video with their game or um raid shadow legends they're like the biggest mobile marketer on the platform they just throw bags but the only thing that's bad about them is you need to read a script so it's just it's super it's a bit more inauthentic yeah it's not authentic yeah. at all but tribe really brings all of these deals to the table which allows me to make i would say they probably make half of my money at this point maybe Depending so, on how many deals I get, it could be a quarter to a half of what I make per month would come from the tribe agency side of things. So, yeah, on that Salary. topic, so, like, what what percentages, not not dollar amounts, what percentages does your monthly revenue look like? Or let's say even yearly, I guess, would be the same thing. What would the percentages look like in between your YouTube ad revenue? So just what you get paid from YouTube ads versus the sponsorships that you take versus the tribe revenue and is there any other source of income you have right now relating to to content YouTube anything anything? Those are definitely the biggest three. Um, so for the YouTube, like for me as a content creator side of things, Tribe were kind of slacking at the start. They only really picked up around like April or May for me when they really started pushing out deals. So for this year, between like YouTube and brand deals, I would say it's probably like a I looked up the exact numbers a couple of days ago. I'm trying to think of it, what it would be like as a percentage. I think it would be 75% has been YouTube monetized earnings. Yeah. And like donations and stuff like that. And then oh, the other stuff, yeah. the other 25% has been pretty much brand deals and the salary that, that uh, they provide me. In the past like three months, it's probably been like 60, 40 though with um, YouTube being over tribe just a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't even think of that. So for YouTube, what would you say the split is between ad revenue and um, user based earnings? So donations, memberships, things like that. What would the split oh, be God. between those two? Like donations and memberships. And, and yeah, they're they're like because YouTube doesn't really have like an incentive like Twitch Prime or any or gifted yeah. subs. Like there's I do not make I say this on stream a lot. I make like no money off my actual stream, like very, very little in terms of a percentage per month. I probably make like 13% of my revenue off really? the live channel alone. Mm. Um, no, that would be 13% of my, it would be 6% of my overall revenue because it's 13% of my YouTube, YouTube. revenue. Yeah, so it would be like, it's still 6%, but it's like, compared to my main channel, it's nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? It really, it does not, especially the donations and stuff. I love that. The only reason I like donations is because it's usually you interacting with a fan that is actually interested in the content that you're currently providing them with. Yeah. Which is why I love you uh, donations and like keep them open and stuff. Cause obviously when you read your chat, at least when I read my chat and the way YouTube is with discoverability, there's always going to be people that come into your stream and don't like what you do. And they're just there to be toxic. And if you read that all the time, it just sucks. So, you know, every time you're reading a donation, it's going to be something good. Like they've got something good to say. They're going to say something about maybe a personality trait that you have, something that you did in the past couple of days. Maybe they want to talk to you about cycling, about the game, what you've done in the past, how was pro-life, who inspires you, stuff that we've talked about in this podcast will come through in those donations. And that's where obviously the Clips channel was founded because people would just ask me these random questions and I get really into them and uh, into them and explain them which is why I obviously have the donations open and 
it, but it just it, as far as like a revenue standpoint, it's probably the lowest out of anything that I have sense. coming in. Would yeah. be from donations. Yeah. Actually, another thing, another source of revenue. So I don't. Ha- so I know you, you're doing purpose, right? Is that mm-hmm. something you want to be a main source of income? Like, I'm not saying that's the reason, but is that something that in five to ten years you really do want to have a lot of your your time be focused on time earnings everything is that something that you want to build up to be huge or is that something that's more just kind of personal to you as like a passion project or is that something you want to grow as a business um i mean right now it's a passion project but youtube was a passion project you know what i mean and if i am really like i am because of the way my life has has evolved over the past two years i'm really passionate about letting people know that they shouldn't take their advice from somebody that's maybe not doing something themselves. Like they should be following their own purpose, living with their purpose, all of that kind of stuff, which is exactly why the city and the interactive immersive universe that I'm building on stream and in my um, videos will be called purpose city, purpose planet, all of that stuff. It will all be based around that because it's more of like, it's so weird to say this because I'm only 21, but it's more of like a legacy thing. So if I die tomorrow, people will be like, oh, at least he died living with purpose. You know what I mean? At least he died yeah. doing what he loved and what he was passionate about to do. And I, I want that. It's more of like inspiring people to follow what they are really trying to do and really trying to get in their life rather than um, following the trend of everyone else. Because if I had followed the trend of everyone else, stayed in school and done all the stuff that my parents wanted me to do, I would be so unhappy with like my life. I would just be sitting there thinking, why am, why am I alive? You know what I mean? Like, why, yeah. am, why did I go through all of this time to just do something that somebody else is making me do or is telling me to do rather than sitting down for a day, 30 minutes, that's all you need. And just be like, what do I actually enjoy doing? Like, what do I give a shit about? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care about algebra and i don't i don't care about stuff to do with english like english literature i don't i just don't care so why would i ever go down that path or but the same side of thing i'm not saying education's bad like if you want to be a doctor then hell yeah i want you i want you to be the best damn doctor you can ever be if your purpose if you feel like your purpose is to be a doctor then you need school it's whatever serves the purpose exactly exactly Exactly, yeah so that's exactly what it is this pertaining to that this is a pretty deep question what makes you happy? Like, what are the things? So obviously you're doing things that are trying to reach your purpose and, and reach your goals and everything. So what is it that, so it's a tough question because it's so deep. What makes you happy, I guess, is just the, the best way to put it. Mm, there's like, there's a few things that make me happy, I would say. One is obviously Something that gives me like a little dopamine rush that gives me like short term happiness would be a great video doing well. I'm not talking about those videos that go one out of 10 and they're like, this video was trash. I don't know how it went that. I don't know how it did do that well. Those videos where you put time in and you know it's a banger and it does one out of 10. That is like the short term biggest happy dopamine hit that you can possibly get, which is great. Um, But on like a day to day basis, YouTube obviously... not even like a day to day, but I'm talking like in like 10, like what is continual, continual happiness look like to you? Like what is something that says my life is incredible? I'm always happy. Like what does that look like to you? Not just like necessarily the dopamine hits, but the, the yeah, overall yeah. happiness. Um, what really makes me happy is like a constant battle 
and process to try and achieve something that is like goal reaching that right really, like, yeah yeah setting goals fighting the journey as well like oh bro looking back at the journey and being able to see where i've came from and knowing that i'm still in the journey right now i'm still i'm still in the good old days like i've had that realization where people people in movies you always hear i wish i knew i i, I was in the good old days when i was like i am in the good old days right now like i yeah. i'm living it and i can feel that i'm living it and it it just feels great knowing that every battle that i overcome and everything every task that i complete is just another goal to get me to where wherever I feel like the final destination will be. You yeah. know what I mean? And that, that really makes me happy. But sometimes like if you're not working out or if you're not being exercise, like if you're not exercising, you'll, you'll start to feel down and you'll feel like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it happens to me quite often if I'm not exercising where I'll get my video done for the day. I'll have no energy. I'll do the stream and the stream will be bad or so I'll be tilted. And then I'll yeah. just, I'll get all my work done. Well, work done for the day. I'll still feel like, uh, Feel like shit this sucks life sucks and yeah every time i do the exercise and never have that feeling ever like i've i've never had a day where i do the exercise and i really push myself and i'm exhausted i get all of the youtube grind stuff done and then i'm sad like that's never happened before ever but if i don't do some exercise then there'll be days where i'm like oh this sucks dude do you, and uh, then obviously do you sauna do you, do you go in the sauna or steam room or anything like that? Uh, I what? can't do it anymore because of the corona. Oh, yeah. I used to do, about yeah. Yeah. I used to do it back, back when COD Mobile used to come out. That's what I did every single day. Would Once I got everything done, I'd go to the sauna, go to the steam room. They were right beside each other in our center. And then I could go into the pool because it was right beside the sauna and steam room. Hot tub was there as well. I didn't really use the hot tub because it doesn't really have many health benefits, but... Dude, I love that steam room. Oh, my oh, yeah, dude. gosh. Dude. One of the things, too, for me about that is like, Right now, we live in a day and age, and like, I mean, it, it applies to a lot of people, but I feel like for creators and our generation specifically, like our age group from like 15 to like 21, is like our addiction to new media and like phones and stuff like that is just, yeah. it's huge. So, like, I think something that's really important, and this helped me a ton, and I need to start doing it more, is like going into the sauna without my phone for 45 minutes yeah, and that's having that concentration and focus and having your creativity sp like spike is yeah. huge. I, 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 need to, I need to go back to doing that. So that's why I miss the steam room so much because like where I was, you weren't even allowed your phone in with you anyway. Like you yeah. weren't allowed your phone into the change. Like you weren't allowed, you were allowed to have it, but you weren't allowed to have it out and using it yeah, in any sense. of those places. So it just allowed me a disconnect where I knew that the phone was kind of locked away and I just didn't need to deal with that like pressure or like overarching responsibilities that you have with like the 24 seven YouTube job yeah. <laughs> that we're currently in. And once you go into there and you're just chilling, you can just, you can think about anything you want to like there's, and if there's nobody there, you can lie sprawl the whole way out the steam room and the steam just comes up. You're super mega sweaty. Your balls are basically hydrating themselves, dude. <laughs> And you're just you're just loving life. You did everything for the day. You're also getting your heart rate to go up as well because it's hot in there. You need your body needs to like um, average out your temperature or whatever, make sure that it's good. And it just feels so good. And then if you want to think about YouTube and think about all these creative processes, you can, which I did often. But it was just ah, uh, it was like it was like a COVID lockdown before the COVID lockdown happened, where you were locked in the room for like thirty minutes and. In an but extreme just, situation. Yeah, it was just like the best, day. best 30 minutes of the day. You were just so happy. I really, agree. really good. I love it. Yeah, I miss doing that.
Um, okay, here's one. If there is absolutely no limitations at all, at all. So like no money constraints, no time constraints, no, no pandemic restraints. Like we just live in a utopia where you could do anything, right? What would mm-hmm. you be doing right now? Well, not, not, not right this second, but like over the next, yeah. like, you know. I would. All right. No money constraints. No, no I constraints would... at all. You could do anything. But yeah. within physical reason. like Yeah. I would buy a huge plot in LA, build a massive house, create like a studio. It would have everything that I would ever need, all the green screens, get all the graphics that I would ever want, and have that as like a a hub for content. And then I would have these other little setups around the world. Maybe I'll buy like a plot of land and build a house and i'm gonna say spain i'll have one here in northern ireland i'll have one over in england and i'd have this setup to where i could go anywhere in the world still do what i do now but to an extremely high production level and have fun doing it because now that there's no money in play i would be doing it just because i wanted to do it like i don't need the money it would just be purely out of passion Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of youtubers lose that kind of passion because you're grinding for money at the same time. If I didn't need the money, then I wouldn't be grinding the way I do. I'd be doing it just out of out of love for doing it. Mm-hmm. And what, that would, I, that would be would what that, I'd be doing right now. Would that be something you do alone? Like, would you have? What do you think? Like in the perfect world, again, like would you have a significant other? Would you have people around you? Would you have family? Like, what would be the perfect? Because like doing that alone uh, would be. I mean, it it'd be pretty tough. I would, I'd imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would just the way. I would see it is if ever if anyone wanted to take part in it, I would just fly them out because I have unlimited resources. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, oh, you wanna you wanna come over to my LA house here for a bit, and then they're being flown out. Oh, you wanna come? You're coming. Oh, you in the back? I'm picking up you next, and then just get everyone in the private jet and just go yeah. to wherever we want to go. Just have like a big posse of people coming around whenever they want. Yeah, That'd be that the move sense. for sure. That actually makes me think. Like if if you had the ability to. Like to make this like your your Luke Fergie channel, would you want to do content like David Dobrik? Like, would you want to do that kind of like very personal IRL crazy content? Like, if you had billions, would you do stuff like that? Yeah, probably, yeah, I probably would do stuff like that for sure. If I had the money to, for sure. Yeah, like infinite capital, like anything you yeah. want. Oh yeah, of course. Because like nobody really where I live right now, nobody really knows how people where I live live you know what i mean like there's no youtuber other than jacksepticeye and he doesn't do any irl content and the way i view jacksepticeye is like he is not your regular irish dude you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like he there's just a whole different world of the where i live compared to what people assume we are like they assume we're leprechauns we hunt for gold all that shit (laughs) you know what i mean but like it's it's crazy i i would mm. If I could post illegal stuff on a YouTube channel, I think Ireland would be the place to do it because there's just <laughs> so much crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, like Amsterdam too. Oh yeah, Amsterdam's like I think it costs us. I think it's twenty pounds to get over there, and then twenty pounds to come back on the on the plane, which is like twenty five dollars. On the plane? Yeah, on the plane. Yeah. What the hell? That's like yeah, it's re- really, really ridiculous. Fifty dollars yep. for a round trip to a new country. Could yep. you drive to it? Would that be like a couple hours? Mm. Or- no, because Amsterdam's over the water. Oh, it is. So, over the water to the right would be England, and over the water again would be like Amsterdam and mainland Europe. That's so crazy! It's like fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's really, like, really cheap. If you wanna, if you wanna fly to like from where I live, so I'm currently in like Texas. If I wanna fly to like, fly to like Arizona, which is probably the same distance, that's probably like for round trip, probably like three hundred dollars. Yeah, so I remember like the. I remember when we went to China, it was like one thousand or something. That, yeah. that blew that my like, head away. I was like, what? Because yeah. I was so used to seeing plane tickets be like one hundred, two hundred, or maybe fifty for Amsterdam, and just seeing one thousand, I was like, okay, this is a big. This is a big purchase. They better pay me back. <laughs> yeah. Bro, China, that was I still it's so weird like the the perception of China versus what it is. So like obviously the perception of like the government and everything is probably pretty accurate to what it is and everything, but in terms yeah. of like the people and the culture and everything, it's very similar to I, I don't know, it was just so cool. Like like when I yeah. told my friends I'd go to China, like if if you guys didn't know on the on the podcast, like me and Ferg went to China to meet the developers of ROS, like they flew us out. And, dude, that was just such a cool experience, like, being there, seeing the culture, seeing everything, seeing, like, one of the craziest things, I think, and it's really small, is, like, over there, like, we were in a mall, and we heard, like, sicko mode playing in the mall. Like, imagine being in China, hearing sicko mode. Like, dude, the culture of America, like, how they've mixed is so insane. Like, in the ways that you would never expect it, they mix, and then the ways you would expect, they don't mix. It's really crazy. China was sick. I remember that, and there was like shoe shop, shoe shops all around us and stuff. Yeah, and I think I still yeah, have the, the shoes over there that I bought there. Oh, I, I never still did. I wait? No, these were my shoes from LA, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah these were my shoes from LA. What did I? Oh, hold up, hold up. Bro, yeah, but China, man, it's crazy. I want to. I probably should go grab my shoes. I acquired it. I acquired the bread. I, I, I know what it is. Oh, the tea? Oh, oh yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot you got that. Dude, oh, dude. This is on. like the thing I so, wear the most out of anything ever. For the people watching the podcast right now, I bought this in China. It's an Adidas, like, I don't even know. It's like a windbreaker. You'll see photos of it on my Instagram, but I bought it in China and I wear it all the time. And then Hawksness has got his shoes that he yeah. bought in China we, as we, well. Dude, this, these are Adidas. We got them in the exact same place. Like, I got these yeah. and you got that. Yeah, that thing's, like, notorious now because, like, all the, like, pretty much all your photos and stuff. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, the branding even fits it, too. Yep. Like, that's I, I use. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the exact same pattern as the pattern that is all over my channel art now. I forgot And it will be on my overlay as well. Like, it just, oh, bro, it's, I love that freaking jacket. Oh, it's the best jacket ever. <laughs> It's the goat jacket for sure. Actually, another thing too. So say say there's no COVID, right? No COVID at all. Um, No no travel restrictions. Like, where would you go and what would you want to do? Like, I'm not talking about like setup. Where would you want to live? Like, where would you want to visit? And what would you want to do if you did stuff content related? Like an example, Mm -hmm. we go to the Philippines host a tournament type thing, stuff like that. You know. Oh, one thing that wouldn't even be related to YouTube, but I just really want to go there is Chernobyl. I really want to go to Chernobyl. Really? <laughs> really badly want it because there's a mission in Call of Duty 4 where they're in Chernobyl and you need to snipe the guy across the map. And I just want to I want to be there because it's a real place and I've never been there. Yeah. I really want to go to Chernobyl. But yeah, I'd obviously travel around like anywhere, Philippines, India, all that good stuff. And I'm doing content creation stuff and get all the boys to come with. For sure. That would be super fun. Like, I've never, well, I have met fans before, but I've never done like the meetup thing where I remember like, meet here at this time. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. In LA, was that the first time you met a fan? Remember that? Um, 
like in was person, face to face. I feel like it was. I feel like you said that. Yeah, I kind of remember if that was it, or I had a flight home from somewhere. But I think it was the flight home from L.A. where I met the other guy. So yeah, that would have been the first. And then the flight yeah. home, I met a guy who was working in the airport. He like stopped me after I came out of like the thing where they scan you for metal objects and stuff. I was like, oh my god, there's no way I'm getting freaking. You know what I mean? But he was That's like, fair. oh, you're right. Can I take a photo? I was like, okay, <laughs> this is That's- nuts. That still never happened to me. The only time was kind of the LA one, but that was more so he recognized you. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's also Hawk's Nest. You know what I mean? But I've never actually yeah. had someone approach me. So, like, if people were wondering, like, when we were in LA, which was, I think, last January this happened, we, yeah. like, were taking photos just for taking photos for, like, social media and stuff like that. And we went to, like, one of the biggest malls there. It's called, like, Delamo or something like that. There's been movies yeah, the that biggest, up yeah. It's really cool. Um, LA was sick overall. Like, the... I, we didn't talk to many people, so I don't know about the people and the culture in LA because you always hear like they're stuck up and stuff like that. I don't really know because we were just kind of secluded doing our own thing. But like the weather and like the the vibe of it and the look oh, and everything man. was so cool. But anyway, so we were at a mall taking photos, and this guy just like we, we posted a photo on Twitter saying like we're taking photo. I don't know, like it was like, one of the photos or something. And then this guy's like, "Yo, I'm literally there right now on Twitter." Yeah. And then we like met up and took a picture. Yeah, of he said he's cool. seen us outside one of the restaurants that we wanted to go into, but there was yeah. too long of a line for us to go into it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was like a Chinese restaurant, I think. Yeah, LA was sick. It's just like LA was the the it's it was the only time during this whole COD Mobile thing where I felt like relaxed and not intensely under pressure to like perform or do stuff. I was just yeah. oh, I was so chilling in LA. Dude, <laughs> I the weather's just, crazy, uh, bro. <laughs> uh, but there's nothing like it, dude. Never, I've never experienced that in my life yeah just chilling bro vibing oh dude and that was my first experience of like american food and that mexican stuff that i used to get what was it it was like mexican style chicken dude and it was just so good i'd never tasted chicken that good before and it, i hated chicken growing up and that was that was the changer for me remember ever since then i've loved chicken and I, all i ever do is buy chicken i don't even eat steak anymore as much like i just get the chicken yeah, the, the white meat's way better, too. Yeah, it's way better for you, yeah. I eat, like, I eat a lot of red meat. <laughs> I need to go back on just, like, chicken and stuff like that, because that's actually, like, really good for you. Yeah, I love chicken, though, because of... Shout out to any Mexicans watching this. You're the best. Dude, I... My diet was so bad during that time, though. Like, Same, it but it was so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, just, like, uber-eating everything. Yep. Every, guys, every day. Yeah, facts. It adds up. Where, where you live, do you have that or is it like Postmates? Nope. I don't have any of that stuff, which is why I'm. I remember like, that mega actually. Skinny. When we were in LA, I remember like how much surprised you in terms of just like. Yep. Like the options. And all that. Yeah, the options. Yeah, like was there was insane. just so much and it was all so good. Like there was just. Oh my gosh. It's just insane. What The, the difference in lifestyle that I have from here to la is just crazy because i pretty much live in like i live in northern ireland it's seen as like a farmland area so there's just not very much stuff you go to like there's only one place that has uber in it and it's the capital of our country and it's Dublin? the only place that has uber, uber it's called belfast because i'm in northern oh, ireland belfast. oh yeah yeah but yeah it's the only place that has uber eats or anything like that and mm. i don't live there so <laughs> yeah i live close but not close enough to get it yeah is the the house that you're picking up like obviously we're not going to go into super specifics because you don't want to get like swatted type thing yeah. but like how is that pretty close to where you live currently or is that in a more major yeah, area yeah. It's, i mean it's in the same yeah it's in the same time so hmm. it'll not be it'll not be too much um different 
for my lifestyle, but it will be very different for our content. Which yeah. Be great. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I mean, you've done this actually different than I have. Like your room isn't necessarily where you create content because you have like this little like, it's like a, what do you call it? Like a storage room? Yeah, it's just a little storage room. Yeah. Like one thing that I've done basically since I've made videos is I always have like where I record videos next to my bed. Like my bed is literally back yeah. there, which I'm starting to learn is a very bad idea because it's not good for sleep knowing that like you're, you're looking at like your studio and it's not good <laughs> for work because you know your bed is right behind you. Yeah. That's one thing I really want to do is separate the two because I feel like that's just better for productivity and productivity and everything. I like agree. I, I love not having my setup in my room. It's great. Having it all the way down here. Which means like whenever I... You clock in. Like you literally yeah, step exactly. into an area. And, yep. yeah. As soon as I leave the room, I'm gone. Like I'm not... I'm, I'm over it. I'm out. And then as soon as I enter it, it's like, let's go. Like, let's do this. It's time. Yeah. Time to record videos, get content creation done. I feel like that is actually one thing that is tough for our generation of content or like what we do is that everything is still like, you know, how they would say like the, the dads and families work too much. They're, they're always taking phone calls when they shouldn't be yeah. stuff like that. It's so that's going to be so much easier to do, which is bad for our, like what we do because like discord is on our phone, Instagram, like all of our, I don't even use my main Instagram anymore. You know what I mean? Like everything I have on my phone is related to YouTube in some way or another. Like there's very little personal stuff. So I feel like yeah. it is really hard to disconnect and clock in and clock out like hard. fully knowing that at any moment in time, you're more than likely doing something related to the business, whether it's, you know, talk to coworkers, get on Twitter, get on Instagram, stuff like that. It's hard I to don't get think that I've had, like, yeah, I don't think I've had like a day where I haven't been doing something to further YouTube career. Exactly. You know what I mean? To further the business and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even when you it's disconnect, really you don't fully disconnect. Like even when we were talking about the sauna, like I, when I was in the sauna, I was still thinking about what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? It was just a better yeah, time yeah. to do it, I guess. There's more focus yeah. on it. But when you're doing like, like, I feel like with the light from the phone, bro, it's like, uh, it's when you have the phone in your hand, it always feels like you're on, like you're switched on. Whereas with when you're with the steam room without the phone, you feel like switched off and you feel like your mind can just run free. Whereas with yeah. the phone in your hand all the time, you're always focusing on something. You're procrastinating on something random. You're, go you're flicking through all these apps. Oh, you're going to go on Instagram for five seconds, flick off it, see a nice looking girl and then go over to Twitter. And then you're going to be like, oh, I was on Twitter. Let me go back to Instagram. And then it's just a, a cycle of wasting time on those apps. Yeah. Whereas if when you're in the steam room, you get clarity, you get a nice little heart pump out of it. You're sweating you're feeling good and you can just think about things that actually matter rather than what little Timmy from freaking Arkansas said to you last week on a freaking YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Way better. Yeah. That actually reminds me too. I watched a video of Graham Stephan. Do you know him? He's like a financial. Yeah. I seen you. I seen you comment on the video, the relationship one. Um, it was a Gary V video. Oh, oh yeah. I see. Yeah. That was like a year or two old. But I yeah. seen you comment on his most recent one yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I did. I seen, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, so like with the, the Gary V video, I remember he said in it, he said something along the lines of if you take the time to analyze every second that you spend in a day, you'll start to realize how much of that is just false justification of what you're doing. So like whether or not you're scrolling on Twitter or Instagram, you're going to tell yourself that's a business practice. You're doing something for your business. But if you start yeah. to cut all those seconds, they become minutes, they become hours, like you're going to save yourself time and you could reallocate that into bettering your life, like your personal life. Angry. You could better your, your business in a, in a more you know productive way. So that, that is an interesting thing is at least for me, I'll justify doing things that probably aren't really doing anything for me, but because it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's, it's discord, stuff like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say it's good for me. You know, it's good for my business. Yeah. It's like 
Same thing with making decisions. If you're sitting there for 30 minutes every day deciding whether you want a freaking iced or a hot coffee, like that's a waste yeah. of time. If you're sitting there thinking about whether you should make this video or that video, you could have probably had them both done in the same time as you adding up the time that you spent thinking about which video to make. Like there's just go, just keep going, go keep doing the stuff that you want to do. And if you make a mistake, then so be it. Like you're not the same person that you were last year you're not the same person that you were a month ago you're not even the same person that you were a day ago because every time you wake up you're experiencing a new life every single day so just keep going just don't think about it too much and just do what you have to do to make the purpose happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> purpose is goal. um all right i mean that's that's pretty much all i have personally we're right at like the oh actually we're pushing two hours jeez yeah time flew sounds good to me is there yeah. anything else you want to you want to close out with? Anything that you think is important? Anything you want to tell the people? Uh, Something that might not show up in the regular videos? I mean, if you watch this podcast right to the end, and you're a follower of mine and Hogs, oh man, we got we got some we got some good stuff in store for the next couple of years. That's all I'm gonna say, and that's yeah. that's all I need to say. Yeah, facts. All right, well. This was episode three of The Nest. Well, episode one, season two. That's what we're going to call it because this is like Second's the, the, the best. Yeah, facts. Facts. I think people say that. But yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to... Uh, this more than likely will be on the, the second channel, so make sure to drop a like and a sub if you guys enjoyed. Also, more than likely going to clip some of like, the best moments and put that on uh, The Nest Clips just because... I mean, we talked about that a little bit. That's just... It's yep. just it's just the move when you do a podcast. But yeah, I hope oh, you guys 100%. enjoyed. Uh, make sure to sub to Iferg's channels. I'm sure you already have, but it's Iferg, uh, Iferg Clips, Iferg Plays, <laughs> and Iferg Stream? Streams? Stream? Iferg Live, yeah. Oh, Iferg Live. Okay, yeah. So make sure you sub to those. Um, and then I'll probably just put all the socials on the screen. But yeah, see you guys later. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Peace. See ya.